You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Bill, it's another episode of Known Legacy. Excited about this one. It's so good to see you, and I'm still without apple cider donuts. <laughs> Duly noted to our uh, Known Legacy bros and uh, ladies out there, uh, please, uh, apple cider donuts. We are church workers. Please. And, uh, please. We beg you. Send us the we're, apple cider donuts. Begging you. Anyways, because... We both need the poundage, not at all. Um, hey, as always, um, man, if you can take some time and uh, give us a five-star rating on podcast, if you listen uh, there, yeah, um, just sources. so you know, every other Tuesday we do a live uh, Facebook uh, live feed on the video, and so you can see what we're doing and what we look like, and uh, put a face to the voice, and uh, you may regret that. I'll be honest. Yeah, it is definitely something you're probably going to regret. Yeah, and I want to give a big uh, welcome again to uh, Kyle, our producer. So say hi, Yay, Kyle. Kyle. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Kyle. Hey, everyone. I can't thank you enough for stepping in and making this happen. Excited? Oh, my pleasure. I love it. Very good. So we are, we are so glad to be back. It's a beautiful day. It's no longer 105. Yay. It's 97. Yep. And so it's nice to have <laughs> broken the 100 mark. We're losing. It's like it's like when you lose a couple pounds. You're like, all right, let's go out for pizza. Oh, so my, so my question for you three guys, or for you two guys, um, what show are you binge watching right now? Oh, Squid Game. Squid. Yeah, we actually are watching Squid Game right now. All right, that's Korean, right? It is Korean. Yes. Okay, is it odd that it's like dubbed over with English, or is it you don't notice it much you, you, after a while? You don't really notice it, and I think it's becoming more prevalent. You see yeah. that a lot more. It's kind of yeah. good. Yeah, it's you know because there's some anime stuff that my daughter likes likes to watch, and uh, and it's funny because like when they scream and they're like, no, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yes. Well, that, well, that's gone back to Speed Racer. They couldn't get it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can never time it perfect. But. That's kind of what made Speed Racer so endearing, right? <laughs> that they had it all wrong. Um, so my show is, uh, and I I I don't even know if you guys have seen. It's called a. Curse of Oak Island. Are you guys familiar with the show at all? Okay. So uh, let me give you a a brief rundown. There's an island in uh, Nova 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 Scotia. Is that is that the right pronunciation there, Kyle? Nova Nova Scotia. Scotia. Nova Scotia. Right. And it's the Oak Island. Right. And and it's it's two islands that became one. It looked like a cool. You know, you kind of. I watched it one little time, but man, I remember it was like. It looks so neat, but it was like season seven on on TV or something, so I didn't get into it. Just start with season eight, man. Because basically what it is. Start with season eight? The story is these two brothers, right? Rick and Marty Lagina, I believe is their names. And uh, Marty, I think, was a postal worker. He's retired now. This is kind of his muse. This is his thing. And his brother is a very successful uh, oil and gas drilling company or something. I don't don't know. But he's got money. That's all I'm going to say. Because for eight episodes or eight seasons now... They've been digging holes, big okay. holes, okay. throughout this island looking for this treasure, right? And they got a whole team of people that they're paying for. It's amazing. But for me, the thing that amazed me most, and I, I realized this the last time I watched it, the treasure of the show has nothing to do with them digging and finding little artifacts and finding new roads and everything else. And I, again, I would re- recommend it. It's watching the dynamics between these two brothers. It is fascinating how these two brothers, like one guy, the one that's funding it, is yeah. skeptical. He's like, if there was a treasure here, it's long gone. But because okay. his brother is so passionate about it, he's willing to fund it. And they have these really honest conversations about like, should we do this? Should we not do this? And they support each other. And it's like, that's the brother relationship that I think we all long for. 
that very few of us have ever experienced. And so I'd watch it for no other reason than to just see these two dudes, successful men in every right, okay. and the journey they have every summer on this island together and how they interact with each other and like learn lessons on how to be a better brother because of that. It's fa- fascinating, fascinating. So uh, would you say the real treasure is what? Is their brotherhood relationship <laughs> but, brought to you by Known Legacy? But and now but, you know. <laughs> but it's it's funny that you say it because I do. People hunger for. I mean, that's why they watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, they're gonna because I mean, if you really want to know if they got the treasure, they're gonna fast forward to, you know, season eight, episode twenty four, and be <laughs> right. like, did they get it or not? But they don't care, and it's that's like every other show. Like all these people get involved in in these different shows. The dynamics that are in them is what people get. Get it, get attached to. So I love that you bring that because right. it is a hunger in our society. It right. is something that these guys want, and you know, the more guys that we talk to, and it's it's never changed. It's like it's like the same stuff. You're like if you if you eat healthy and you work out, you're gonna get you're gonna get healthy. Right. It's the same thing here. Like if you have community with another dude, if you connect with other guys, you're gonna be you're gonna move forward in your life. You're gonna have more more success, and that's kind of what what it sounds like right now is what you're kind of saying is like engage another dude absolutely it's it's like you remember that show from a few years ago um orange county choppers i think of yes. it was yeah, right? yeah, and yeah the absolutely. dysfunction between yeah, yeah brothers and dad and we all watched it because it was a train wreck every single week but yeah, they make great much. motorcycles yeah. right until the family absolutely dissolved okay this is a complete opposite of that and uh, it's subtle and it's endearing it's not the main storyline but it's definitely there and it is so worth it and it made me realize huh. like who are the brothers in my life? I grew up with three older sisters, so I don't have a brother per se. Okay, okay, but yeah, yeah. There's other guys in my life that I'm like, man, if if I wanted to go on a crazy treasure hunt, yeah, yeah. Who are the guys that I would a have the guts to talk to about it, and b be willing to say, hey, uh, would you fund it to a few million dollars a year? Even though we haven't found any treasure for eight years now. Well, that narrows huh? that narrows the list a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That would be zero. <laughs> that would be zero. But I got a shovel. <laughs> I got a shovel and a cigar. Right. I'm oh. following you wherever you want to go. <laughs> wherever you want to go. <laughs> there is something about that, though. Like, I mean, I, I, again, the quest for more, but it isn't just the dollars. I almost very think it's very little the dollars, because even at the end, like, whatever it is, what it is, they find it, they don't find it. Right. But you're right. Like, it's this quest. Again, it's eight seasons of them finding this. There's and, obviously and, enough in that. And imagine every summer you get to spend the entire summer with your best friend. So they do on it just on the summer. Just on the summer. Well, though. dude, it's Nova Scotia. I mean, when when November hits, it, everything's frozen, and uh, it drops down to like five degrees. Yeah. Um, you know, rumor has it. Rumor well, has it's it. as cold as ice. It's cold. <laughs> it's as cold, it's cold as ice. Yeah, that, there you go. That is a Canadian band, so that counts. Oh. <laughs> But, but That's I, what I appreciate. Well, okay. There is some depth and wisdom to our uh, our tomfoolery when he blow, blows out, well, that was actually produced in 1970. Tomfoolery. Yeah. That definitely dated each of us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, so but you were does, saying. No, it, it brings up the point of, man, this guy's brother is that guy for him. Right. And there's, you know, I, I know even as we've had the conversations in the past, I don't see a lot of guys who have that guy. And, you know, that question has come up before, like, how how do we be that guy for somebody else? And when I mean that guy, it's the idea of, like, how do we be, you know, man, 
inside the church, there's always these churchy words and everything. But like, you know, how are you a mentor for somebody else? You know, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't downplay. think that's just a church word, but I got what you're you understand. Saying. But yeah. like, but there's you know, inside the church, like find someone to disciple. And I'm like, right. I, I do. I strongly believe in discipleship. I strongly believe in mentorship. But sometimes it becomes so um, mechanical. Academic. It's, yeah, it's an academic, it, it, yeah. and that's what you see. Like, if you look at Jesus and his story, why do you take three years with these guys? And the reason why I took these three years is yeah. because he knew it was relational more than anything. Yeah. It wasn't just an exercise of academics where literally he could have sat down for a month and a half, two months, given them all the stories, yeah. told them all the parables and said, now you're discipled. Exactly. And it's like, that's not how he did it. No. And it's funny. I even saw this one meme where all the all the, all, all the apostles are sitting in, in rows <laughs> and Jesus is pointing to a board and go, this is not discipleship. <laughs> <laughs> like, good call. And, and, and so, so what, when I mean that, but then that also causes guys to go, well, I'll never do that. Right. So like, what, do you, what do you think some of the barriers are for guys to never get that? I, I think a lot of it is, and this is, you know, being honest, it's people that aren't ready to be real with each other. Or, oh. or they, fe- they downplay real as weakness. Like, mm. uh-oh. I'm being I'm being weak right now, and so they put up, they shell up themselves, they they put this wall up. When in reality, God's exactly what what God wants. There is something really cool about when 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 even even it talks about when we come to know Christ that with with the mouth confession is made. There's something about speaking it, and there's something about that shuts down the enemy. Mm. Like he cannot have authority when you say it anymore. Right. And so there's something in a guy going. Yeah, I feel that too. You know, and like, and, and it shuts down the enemy from going, crap, that's one less person who I can, I can, I can, you know, deter and ruin with this because they've just spoken life to someone by going, yeah, I'm a mess too. Right. And so, right. so he, so he's lost the idea that we can say, you know, the enemy can't say you're, you, you are alone anymore. Right. No one's for you. Well, and I think it goes into the DNA of, of, of men because we're providers, right? We're mm-hmm. protectors and we're providers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so much of our providing is the idea of like we have to keep the facade up at work that we know what's going on even though we don't. And, yeah. You know, and it's the, the great facade is um, I think a book, Why Men Hate Church or yeah. Men Are From Venus or whatever. The great facade that most of us guys work under of pretending, like knowing we don't have it all together. Yeah. But I got to pretend like I do because as soon as they find out that I'm going to lose my job and my ability to provide. Yeah. And if I lose my. So I'm just going to pretend like I have it all together. So I'm going to inflate the numbers a little bit. I'm going to make sure the slide is a little bit nicer. And um, that keeps us from having these authentic relationships. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It, it, it walls them up. Right. And so so there is something really, really powerful in being a wall breaker. Nice. You know, so I think nice. authenticity equals breaking down those walls. We were just having that conversation, Kyle, about authenticity and everything that we do and the value of authenticity of going, I just need to check myself. Okay, do I want to be that guy for someone? Well, if I want to be that guy for someone, I have to be authentic. Where am I not being authentic in my life? And have I ever had the guts to put my heart on the table and go, okay, here it is. It's pumping on the table. You guys can have the opportunity to smash it if you want to and make fun of it. But that takes more guts than me holding up and going, no, I'm fine. I'm no, nothing ever bothers me. So, so back to what Travis said, how much do you think the facade that we as men put on for our families affects the ability to take that down at church? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's where we perfected in a lot of ways with our family. Yeah, you know, and we're terrified, and that's why I think a lot of marriages struggle sometimes because we haven't—we haven't stepped out and really trusted the other person with some of the hard stuff, some of the broken stuff in our own lives, and so we play the hiding game, 
um, because we're terrified that if we don't play the hiding game, um, this whole house of cards is going to come crumbling down. Well, yeah, because if you can't trust the person that you have literally said you're going to spend your life with or those you have watched be born and are your children, then how can you trust anybody else? And it's like, well, and that's where I think that phrase, like, well, it's easier you know, it's easier out here at the cigar shop or it's easier out here at the coffee shop because cause you can just keep the facade up because they see you for, you know, the, the, the equivalent of an Instagram post. Right. You know, that they're like, oh, everything must be fine. And right. then you walk away and nobody's satisfied. Right. They're, they're less satisfied because they think you have your stuff together. And then you're less satisfied because you're not fully known. Right. And so in some ways... Most of us will run in two circles. One circle is our work circle, and so we'll have our friends in work, but they're our friends because of uh, a task at hand. Yeah, like there's something And if you were to leave that job, chances are you would not be hanging out with them anymore. Correct. Then you Correct. have your friends that are your family, but there's a very specific role you have to play. Mm. And I think what we're talking about is who is that third dynamic? Where is that third community that you as a dude can can go beyond the sports scores, yeah. can go beyond the um, latest golf tournament that you played in, and actually get into the nitty gritty of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and that's where I think the church has an opportunity to offer that space. The challenge is most of us roll into church just on time. We don't really want to hang out with anyone and anything extra. Are you kidding me? I'm already packed because I don't have time to do what needs to get done. How can I create space for one more thing? Yeah, and you're and you know, and again, going back to that, well, how can I ever be that guy for someone? I think it's finding that circle that we're already doing, like the golf course or at the shop or wherever you are being authentic, asking God, helping to be authentic in those places. And, and I would, I would be challenged or I'd be, I'd be, it'd, it'd be a fear or like, you know, a negative thing to say that, that there's nobody else there that feels that same way that someone is waiting for someone to have the guts to go, Hey, I feel that way too. Even if they pull aside later on and go, Hey, when you were talking about that, yeah, they may not say, I feel that same thing, but they may go, Hey, I mean, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Or they'll start some side conversation like, I had a buddy who was like that. I had a buddy <laughs> who was just like that. You know, and he he did the same thing that you did. Can we connect and talk about my buddy? You know, and so even that just opens the door to being real. So I think it really is, it's a lot easier than we make it in this world that is so closed up right. and so, so locked down that people don't even know how to connect anymore. So we need a, a brotherhood. We need a group. Let me ask you this practical question. Um, how many how many guys in your life would you look at and say, those are the guys that are my brothers. Those are the guys that that I know. If we went on a treasure hunt, they'd be in heart and soul. Less than a handful. Less than a handful. And I think that's is okay. that okay? I think that's okay. Why? Because I, because you know even Jesus had his three. Ooh. In the midst of his twelve, he had his three. Right. And so there. So even in there, like you you see the relationship, and I love it because John. The disciple whom Jesus loved defined himself as the disciple whom Jesus. It wasn't like Jesus said, "And I love you more." <laughs> no, he was like, "I'm the one that he loved more." Exactly, and so, and and so he had John, he had James, and he had he had Peter. Right, and so and in that there was a. There's a different level. That doesn't mean they were greater or less. They were guys that they just they just connected with. And you know, sometimes the struggle is like, well, you know, even in, and I'm going to sideline this. People get all in the church. We don't want to get clicky, so we're going to just put people in different groups. You're like, but time out. Like, it's not a matter of clicky. It's a matter of authenticity and honesty. Oh, that you can be real. And so they're like, well, that sounds clicky. Well, from the outside, it does look clicky, because those two guys know each other. 
and they don't need to know everybody. That's the other problem. We've talked about this. You know, you, you could have a million followers on Instagram. By the way, our, 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 we're a known legacy uh, on Instagram. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But um, so come follow us. And, no, and we'd like to like, get 100. If exactly. we could just get 100, that'd be amazing. If we get 100, we're in big shape. No, but I'm saying, like, there's all these people. Yeah, I have followers, and I had this many likes. Who cares? Right. You're going to walk away. You're going you're gonna to walk away empty and, and, and alone. And, yes, I understand business, so we're not talking about that. All the people are like, well, strategy. But I'm saying, like, being known, when we're talking about this, it does not matter about all these people. Even Jesus, he had 12, and in the midst of 12, he had three, and those three were his boys. Yeah. And only one of them was at the cross, and it was the disciple whom Jesus loved, and nobody else, everybody else fled. Yeah. And so he was like, in fact, to the point of where at the very end, he was like, he was like, you know, John, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. He's like, I'm literally asking you, can you take care of my mom yep. when I die? Like, that wasn't just like, be, I, I, uh, it gets and so And that's not just bring a casserole over no. and call her from week to week. Hey. It's like you're taking on the full responsibility, financial, yeah, everything responsibility. Because the king of kings who died on the cross said, would you mind taking care of my mom for me? That took authenticity and, all that time. And you know what? And maybe some some ways that's the line in the sand that we should be striving for with, with a handful of guys in our lives, that we would get to know them and they would know yeah. us so well that... If the chips are down and, God forbid, something were to happen, we could look to them and say, I need you to take care of my mom, and that they would do it without hesitation. Yeah, or even something as simple as, like, can you go get my mail when I'm on vacation? That's usually a start. <laughs> or would you mind watching my dog? And I know those are silly, but those are the people, even now, as you're thinking, like, who do I? Like, that, that's a good benchmark of who are the that guys for me? Yeah. Who do you call when you have a problem? And those are the guys that God is going to draw you towards to go, would you mind like being my like really good friend instead? <laughs> and it's the little things. It's, it's walking through that. Well, and, and, you know, and, and so let's say we're in that position. Like, and I got, I got two or three guys that I would say less than a handful, but two or three guys that I know at any time I could call and they'd be like, we got the van. We'll hide the body, whatever it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> But, I'm but I, 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 th I think that part of the challenge and one of the things that keeps us from that is we have a culture that has, um, I think, overcorrected because back in the 50s and 60s, you had a lot of apps and dads where they were spending all their time away from family with work or with hanging out with the bros and they weren't with the family. And then we overcorrect in the 80s and 90s yeah. where it became like dads had to be a part of the families, but we lost balance Yeah, where they don't have. And, and the study after study is saying the loneliest group. Of, of people in our culture are men between the ages of 35 and 55. That would make sense. Right. Because it's just, they're wrapped up with work mm -hmm. and those are friendships, but not really and yeah. family and they don't have. And so I think if, if you're finding yourself in a space where you're like, man, I, I don't have a brotherhood. I don't have that group of guys that we can just hang out with and not see for months and immediately start back up at zero. Yeah. Um, or not start back up at zero, start back up where we left where, off. Where we left off, yeah. Um, and, and go. And I think that the key is we've got to be willing to carve out time mm -hmm. to connect with them. And it's not yeah. doing the over-the-coffee shop talking. It's um, games on. Come on over. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it's being inviting. You know, it's, uh, there's a scripture that says for a person to have friends, he must find himself friendly. And so a lot of people are Ooh. like, oh, well, I'm a, I, it's, it's in Proverbs, and I can find it, but I don't want to dig through it. Um, but but well, I would dig through it, but I don't want to waste our time on here, me flipping <laughs> through the, the pages. Yeah, who but wants I, the Bible? Who wants the Bible? <laughs> but but it's, it says for, for a person to have friends, he must find himself friendly. And there's a lot of people like, well, I feel really, really alone. I'm like, well, have you been inviting? Have you invited people out? Because there's also in the core of them, I'm not good enough 
Right. What do I have to bring to the table? And I think that brings me to the second thing. So, so being real and authentic and, and being weak in front of men is actually strong. Right. Um, but then it's also lifting up and supporting them. It's not hard for someone to come in and say, hey, you know what? You're, you're doing a pretty good job killing it. Or, hey, like speaking life. That's it. Speaking life. We talk about this with our kids, speaking life to our kids. But I think the second thing is we all have the ability to go, hey, that was really cool what you just did. Hey, you're doing really great with this. And, and I'm not like walking up and like, high five, brother. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah. We're brothers. Yeah, yeah, you're being, you guys are, you know, we have the opportunity to lift up people right. and engage them. And so it's not difficult. It's finding something good and acknowledging it. So maybe another, because um, I, I was thinking about some of the group, uh, one of the group of guys, um, how it went from just hanging out at the cigar shop and talking about politics or whatever else to a deep friendship where we knew we had each other's back. Yeah. And honestly, for me, the shift was I had to put in a fence and I knew it was a project that was beyond me. Yeah. And so I had to ask some of these guys. And if you if you can find some guys that are willing to serve alongside you in something obnoxious yeah. like that, then, you know, those are guys of peace and those are guys worth investing in. And so these guys came over and for a weekend we put in a fence and I did a horrible job sending it up. The posts were like six foot apart to 10 foot apart. It was it was a train wreck. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the guys, he came in and he had some expertise. He's like, can I just redo this for you? I was like, yes, please. Yes, you can. And and, and the cold front had hit that Friday. And so it was like in the 40s, rain and drizzly. Mm. And it was miserable. But these four guys hung out, and we got that fence done over the weekend. And I'm like, these are the guys that we will go to the mat for each other. Yeah. And so I think that's another thing that we struggle with as guys is asking for help. Because I'm yeah. like, I can do it myself. You're right. You can do it yourself. But is that actually what you need to do? Or do you need to ask a brother to come over and help you with it? And that will indicate, man, this is a guy that maybe we can go to the mat for each other. Well, that's it. And I think, I, I, you know, you, you brought up a good point when you said there, there was definitely a tension. Hey, can you redo this? What are you saying? I'm an idiot. Right. What are you saying? I can't do this. Like, like, but you instead you were like, Hey, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. And you, you invited him into the story because we didn't all have, cause I know that there's something that he craves from you. Like, Hey Travis, can we have a conversation about this? Right. Absolutely. Like we're, right. we're not experts in everything. We don't have to be. That's why we need community. That's why we need, we need each other. And so I love that you did that because then it's like, Hey, if you can help me, don't worry. I'm going to show you how to smoke an amazing brisket. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there is something. Now in you're talking that. my language. Exactly. See, like I suck at smoking brisket, so I'm like Travis. I need I your help. I was gonna tell you, but yeah. It, oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But but so so lifting each other up. But some of that lifting each other up is you inviting them to lift you up. Yes. And so it it is a symbiotic relationship. It's a show of vulnerability. Yeah. So iron sharpening iron. Here's the deal. Our world is continuing to um, become more and more difficult. Yeah. And division is becoming more uh, greater and greater. And I think this is the area that we need to grow in exponentially as men. Yeah. Because we need, um, we definitely need to have connections with other guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's not just a connection of like, hey, how you doing? The Cowboys won. Woohoo. It's, it's, they know your junk and um, they're going to protect you in the midst of that. Well, that's it. And so, so you've got, you've got being real and authentic, finding the guys that you're already doing life with, lifting them up. And then in the midst of that, you hear their stories right? and you see what makes them come alive and then you support their passion. Right. That's the third part. So find a few guys, you know, take some time right now, maybe um, jot it down into do list. Two or three guys that you're like, man, 
I love my time with them, but I don't spend enough time with them and start to figure out creative ways to spend more time with them. You know, yeah. Sunday dinners at your house, hanging out, doing whatever, helping out with projects around the house, redoing the car, changing the oil, changing the brakes. It doesn't matter. And begin to intentionally invest in them because I guarantee the same thing that you need is what they need. Yeah. And they don't know how to get there either. No. And I think that's it. It's, it begins this relationship. It's, it's a lot easier than we've made it. The enemy wants to tell us, no, we, we just need to shut up and move yeah. on. And there's already enough on our plates. But what it is, it's, it's, it's pulling the, the, the wrong things off the plate and putting the right things on, which is engagement with each other. Because this doesn't just help them. This doesn't just help you. It helps your family. Right. Because you're, you're going to walk away more and more fulfilled. Absolutely. Your kids are going to see what healthy relationships look like with each other as well. You're gonna, they're going to see, wow, dad does this now. I got to find someone as a 15-year-old or a 13-year-old to find someone like, because these friends around me, they don't care about me. Right. They don't speak life to me. And even if they never say it and they walk up and go, hey, you know what, Dad? I've been watching you. And, uh, you know, my friends don't, they don't lift me up like you. It's like they're in that pipe, but it's there. And this is the word become flesh. Right. And so it will not return void. So as we live this out, it's like, I want what my dad has. Yep. But they can't have what dad has until dad has what he needs. So in the midst of a dark world, yeah, in the midst of a dark world, there's still beauty out there worth going on an adventure to find and get some guys to help you find it. Yeah. Boom. How about that? Wrapping that bad boy up. Sounds good. Done. That's good. Guys, thanks for thanks for checking us out today. Um, Go to uh, Instagram at Known Legacy Facebook. If you're watching on right right now, you are already on the Facebook page. Correct. Uh, Make sure you share it with your friends. That's how you can help us share with our friends. And then connect with us at info at knownlegacy.org. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to connect with you and hear your story because your story matters. Hey, and if you're in the Texas area, we are doing a uh, men's retreat called Long Shot. It's down in central Texas in the LaGrange area. And uh, I know there's some spots still available. So please uh, check us out. We'll put it in the description of the video. And yes, uh, sign up and join us. There's some great giveaways. There's some great raffle prizes. It's and, worth uh, going. Bill and I will be talking and doing our thing. So that love may to be a there. deterrent for you coming, but it's still going to be a great weekend. Hope you guys can make it. Thanks for listening, guys. Have yourselves a great week. God bless. Thanks for listening to the No Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at nolegacy.org.